This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian Pigeon Mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Hello, everyone. We have a ton of headlines to discuss. A lot of Bravo things happening, a lot of pop culture things happening. Let's just get right into it. Let's start with Shannon Storms Bedore. Gina has recently reacted to her DUI. And may I say, as I think most of us may have suspected, Gina took the high road. Yes. I mean, I did love that she said, she was like, did I wake up in the morning and see it and be like, oh, damn, that's karma. Um, But then she said, ultimately, you know, she wishes like, you know, that she's been in those shoes and that she wishes Shannon, you know, nothing but the best and that she finds like, you know, I, I forgot how she worded it, but she said it in a very nice way of basically just saying, like, I hope she gets help. She, yeah. yeah. She says you're not defined by your worst mistake. It's what you do after that shows who you truly are. And she said um, she's a woman that's struggling that she sees that. So she's not going to kick her while she's currently down. She's not going to add to it. But for her and reflecting of her experiences, it just gave her like a level of understanding of like how Shannon got there. Yeah. So I'm curious to see like kind of where Shannon goes from here. Um, Jeff Lewis is friends with Shannon. I listen to his show often. I am a chump. Shout out to the chumps. Um, but he basically says he texts with her often and she's about to go into some intensive therapy um, to kind of unpack this like perfectionism and people pleasing. And obviously I would imagine her relationship with alcohol would be in there. I just hope. It sounded a little deflecting. Of it like, did I'm not really of- having issues with alcohol. I'm just a people pleaser. Yeah. No, I'm with you. So let's just hope that Shannon actually puts in the good work. Um, I do believe she's remorseful for what happened, but I hope for herself that she puts in the work. As of right now, I think Shannon is still going to be at BravoCon. 
So I'm kind of curious to see how that will transpire in the sense of, you know, what she'll say. And I have no doubt as fans will be classy and give her the support. So that is that on Miss Bador. Uh, next headline, Tom Sandoval comes out with a new podcast because we need another Bravo podcast. His is called Everybody Loves Tom. So I will say the marketing, I we posted a meme about this. The marketing was brilliant. He did like a mashup starting with Jennifer Lawrence when Andy said, what would you say to Tom Sandoval if you saw him? And she was like, you have bad skin. And then it was clips of like Amy Schumer. I mean, everyone was talking about how terrible he was. So it's all these clips of like what a horrible person he is. Um, and then it ends with the Jennifer Lawrence thing saying, and no amount of spray tan will ever fix your skin. Um, I thought it was brilliant. I think it's kind of smart to lean into being hated. Um, it's really, he's not going to get sympathy from anyone. So why not just say, yeah, I'm the most hated guy. You want to hear what I have to say? Um, so, I mean, I, I'm not going to listen. Uh, I appreciate those who do and post like the, you know, spark recaps. Yeah. yeah but great. Uh, great. He played his cards, right? I think Rachel, again, I don't, me, us giving him props, I think we have to remember there's multiple things that can be true. Tom is still a shitty person for what he did. I still don't care for him. I still think he's narcissistic. But also, I do think Tom chose to make lemonade with his situation and lean into something, whereas Rachel did not. So when you hear Rachel complaining on the Bethany podcast of like, everyone's profiting but me. It's like, honey, you had the same opportunities they did. And mental health aside, you know, she, that's how they chose. Um, Tom did share some things on his podcast that other people have recapped, thankfully for Abby and I, so we don't have to listen to that ratchet voice. Um, They did say that he was, uh, he wasn't, Tom said that he was told he wouldn't be allowed to film Winter House unless he filmed Scandival scenes with Lisa and Sheena. He then said after he filmed those scenes, he was told there was no point in him going to film Winter House, which I thought was very funny and such an interesting thing to bring up. Um, someone else pointed out on the internet in the Bravo sphere that those are two different production houses. So I don't know how much truth there is to that. What's your take on that? I think, I think he's, I think it was a little bit of an embellishment. I probably, I'm sure they probably said you joining Winter House right now doesn't make sense because of Scandaval. We'd rather have you having the conversations with Lisa and Sheena and your cast versus another cast and group of people talking about it. I, I'm guessing that's what was really said. And then he's turned it into something else. A hundred percent. He did also share um, that he was struggling, um, was at a very dark point, was suicidal. So I think, you know, it's a reminder for all of us that these are people, they do have feelings. So I just want to say like to put out to there, there are resources, you are important, you matter. Um, if you can relate to Tom in that situation, we want to send some love regarding that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do want to point out though one thing, and I didn't realize sure. until somebody DM'd us. Do you think his podcast name is a jab to Katie? Maloney, who he openly dislikes because her podcast is You're Going to Love Me. Oh, I I think that's reaching it, a little, but it yeah. might might have crossed his mind. 
I thought it was a little bit of reach. I thought of it as like everybody hates Chris, which was like yeah. that show. Was it Chris Rock? He should have done Everybody Hates Tom, though. Yeah. Like, that would have been so much better. Something like that. Maybe he wanted to lean into the sarcasm of it, but I, I didn't think of it that way. And some other people, this is kind of a good segue to Ariana and her Dancing with the Stars debut. But some people are like, oh my God, is he trying to take away from that? He is on another show, Special Forces. So I think he's just trying to capitalize on his moment where he's on screen. I think it just happens to be that she's also on screen. So I don't know that it's that deep personally. I think in Scandival, I think both of them are so far removed from that and have kind of moved onward and upward that it's, I don't think they're thinking in that ma- way. And they, also they live in the same house still. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of thought the same thing. Um, That's my take on that. Let's talk about Ariana on Dancing with the Stars. Also, we should probably preface by saying we never watch Dancing with the Stars, so we don't really have a lot of background into this. I mean, we know the gist of the show and how it works. Um, But from what I've been told and heard is typically like the first week, people people struggle. They don't do as great. And then they get better as time goes on. And you like, it's kind of fun seeing that progression. I thought her dance, though, she did amazing, especially for her first week. She did great. She danced at Haley Steinfeld, I Love Me. Um, which Haley then gave her some recognition and some love for it. I thought she did great. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. She did the revenge dress. That was was honestly my favorite part. Same. Always in the first dance, I feel like they introduce themselves, like why they're recognized. Um, I always remember Cody Rigsby, like the Peloton bike. Like there's always like a kind of a tie in there. Mm -hmm. So I I loved it. I'm rooting for her. I didn't watch Mauricio. Um, I didn't either. I don't really care to. I mean, Mauricio and Dancing with the Stars isn't something that I'm like dying to see. So if we see a clip that's worthy or if he has a performance worthy of discussing, we'll definitely go there. But I'm definitely you can vote. You don't have to watch. We I still voted for Ariana. Same. I didn't watch any of it, but I voted for because people posted vote to this number, like vote Ariana to this number and you can send it 10 times. I will be shocked if I don't know how it works. I guess I should research this a little bit. I think like you could make it strictly just off of votes to like the final three, but then I think it goes to like the judges scoring in like is weighted in with votes. So she couldn't win just solely off of votes. If that were the case, I do think the Bravo verse would just, she would hands down dominate. I also think it could do with like whether you get kicked off or not. I wonder if it plays into that in terms of the voting system. So would they eliminate someone? each Right. It's based, that's they, based off of votes. So it's well, the two lowest, the lowest scores. scores. Yeah, that's true. It's the lowest and then scores. You're, and then it's votes. So, I mean, I would be shocked if she's one of the lowest scores that we, like, as a community, wouldn't, say, like, band together to save her and get her back in. But I think when you get to the final two, it's just more off of the, the judges scoring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, clearly, but we're we'll not see. Dancing with the Stars fans. I, yeah. like, watch it, like, intermittently, but not enough, clearly. Um, Next yeah. headline. I love this headline. Andy on his radio show does not say Bethany's name, but says there's a housewife that's been like kind of like running her mouth and trying to make trouble for Bravo. I just love the fact that he's like not going to 
say Bethany, but basically kind of call her out for being the Bethany that we're all really annoyed with. Yes, he was very, he was just very shady. Um, I, I always enjoy a shady Andy. I think it's been some time we've been waiting for him to kind of address Bethany without actually addressing him, but for him to say, you know, calling her hypocritical and like making a lot of noise. It's like one of my favorite things about Andy. So I enjoyed that. Something that dropped unexpectedly that has to do with Bethany is she did a podcast with Nini. So, um, well, I know I immediately when I saw, I was like, no, like, Nini, you're better than this. Yes, like you, I agree. I get the appeal of going to Bethany because you think she'll give you a sounding board. She's kind of anti housewives, anti Bravo, but like the Bravo fans still love you so much. And we don't like Bethany. Like this was like, I didn't listen. Cause I was like, I'm not giving Bethany a listen. Yeah, no, me neither. So shout out to the Blonde Puerto Rican account because yes. she recapped it. So I'm just going to share some high-level notes, um, the things that I kind of found most in- interesting. Um, the part one, they spent a lot of time kind of talking about Nini's upbringing and the casting. They weren't initially interested in meeting Kim, but Kim convinced them and that made that happen. So fun fact there. Part two, they talk about the infamous closet scene. I feel like some of this has been somewhat shared outside of this because I, I think Nini was very, very upset uh, about it. I th- feel like we've seen some rumbling, so this shouldn't be new news, but she had told production not to go in there. They ended up going in there. She, the infamous, she pulled the sh- shirt, get out of my closet. She said it wasn't as serious as it all appeared. She says Nini decided to leave Atlanta because she felt like she was being phased out and was given less and less episode screen time. Production wanted Nini to fight with Candy during season 13, but Nini didn't want to do that because of Black Lives Matter. So that's one of the reasons why she decided to leave. The last time that Nini talked to Andy was three years ago. Nini said that she brought up a lot of complaints over the years and she believes that played into her getting phased out. Kyle invited Bethany to Andy's baby shower. And even though Bethany was in LA, she decided not to go because she felt like everyone there was going to try to kiss the ring and trying to get Andy's attention to become his favorite. Nini feels like Andy and her were never good friends because she never went over to his house and she tends to go over to good friends' houses. Nini thought her and Andy had a good relationship. Nini thinks Andy is at the top and he's moving everybody around the board and it's like a real game. Bethany said she had never voiced her reality reckoning opinions before because she thought she would eventually go back to Housewives, which I thought was actually kind of interesting. Bethany thinks that Andy never really liked her and they were never really good friends because every time they would talk, it would be about Housewives. Nini agreed. Um, so those were kind of like the thing, main points. Uh, Nini's Mount Rushmore of Housewives was Bethany, Vicky, and Teresa. Her rose in her career, being a housewife, her thorn, her family being thrown into the spotlight, and they weren't the ones um, that signed up for it. Uh, Nini also said she feels sad for Andy because she he doesn't have a forgiving heart. She says she's tried to meet up with him to clear the air, and it hasn't happened. Um, she also said that Nini was planning to pursue legal action against Bravo over a girl's trip contract dispute. Mm. That's it. You know, the Bethany thing is um, when she said she always thought she'd go back to Housewives. Andy shares in his book that when they announced a reboot um, and Legacy, like when they thought Legacy was actually going to be a show, not a girl's trip, Bethany reached out to them and wanted to be part of Legacy. And then he said that like then it like she changed her like tune very quickly. And so um, 
like I think there's like a sense of like she like wasn't sure. What I think she, she likes it in her back pocket. Obviously, yeah. that door is closed now officially. But I I don't think any of us have, were are too surprised by that in the sense that she always talks about housewives. She like yeah, hates and that's it, all she has. That's yeah. all she has. Um, my biggest thing with all of this, I feel I always thought Nini was one of Andy's favorites just from a viewer perspective. I like remember them hanging out outside the show. I thought Andy doesn't do this honestly anymore, but there's been times where he'd show like an Instagram story and it was like him and Nini hanging out somewhere. Like if you know, like they get Atlanta. dinner together in New York or yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I always thought like she really liked him and Anderson Cooper, who's good friends with Andy, like she, he, he loves Nini. Nini. Yeah. Yes. He loved Nini. So my thing about like, you didn't invite me to your house or I wasn't your favorite. Like you guys are still like technically um, coworkers in this environment. Like, yes, there's friendliness, but I would imagine from Andy's point of view, he has to draw a strong boundary because literally all these women have his number and we hear time and time again, how they blow him up. Like what's your perception? Yeah. I would be curious how many housewives have been to his house. I would think, hardly any current um i think kyle did with the babies like yeah come see the little ones i think i yeah. recall kyle, kyle like, did coming and over. Then, um the others have met him places to like when ben was like smaller and it was just ben i know that like he would meet up with and he like had talked about it like on his radio show and his book and stuff he would meet up with them to like you know see the baby um but yeah, I would just be curious. Like, I'm I'm sure he kind of draws a line there, and I can understand that from like a professional standpoint. But I agreed. I thought they seemed like they were good friends. It seemed like he thought really highly of her. Um, but obviously, now that door is closed, I'm a little surprised he's not open to like meeting with her. Uh, but I'm also not because like he has kind of like a image and empire he needs to protect, and the fact that she threatened legal action before. I could see him being concerned, like, whatever I say at this dinner, is this going to lead to another lawsuit? Like, I don't want to go in being like, I got to walk on eggshells with someone. No, I agree with you 110%. I think it's like he – I feel like in his heart of hearts, and maybe this is like the Midwesterner in the both of us, like in his heart of hearts, I feel like he'd like to clear the air just to kind of like move forward. But I think to protect himself and it's going to be – his word against hers and her word against his, like, it's just probably not the most productive thing right now. I think if there's a time like where he's no longer tied to Bravo and he's like retired fully, like maybe then, but again, I think you're absolutely right. Like knowing that she's, they're both talking about him and like their thoughts of their relationship. Like why would he benefit from that? So I thought it was interesting. Apparently um, some of the people who listened, they said it was interesting that Nini was driving more of the conversation than Bethany. So if you do listen, it's I guess it is a bit more pleasant because it's not Bethany just like <laughs> spewing left and right. I don't, her voice is just too much for me. So there's that. Um, let's talk about Summer House and Summer House updates. Ooh. Summer House is coming soon. Uh, we're seeing some confessionals being filmed. Um, Amanda and Paige have recently posted some things that they're filming their confessionals. So hopefully that's coming out soon. Uh, Lindsay has recapped her girls trip weekend. Uh, she seems to be doing as good as one can be. Uh, one of the things that she shared that I thought was interesting is that her hotel room number was 1117 and that was her wedding date. So it was just kind of like weird reminder of the universe, I think. But she also says out of 15 girls, I was the first to bed each night, which I found out 
was because of that time of the month fatigue. Which I thought was um, weird. Don't throw, I thought that was an odd thing to sh- I throw mean, in there. Yeah, that was kind of a weird thing to throw in there. I also agree. It's kind of like, wait, I mean, you've had a period for a long time. Like, yeah. <laughs> like what? it's not like that surprising. But the good thing that she said, that's just a part that I was looking for. Is like, she didn't know this amount of love could exist in one photo. I feel completely overwhelmed by my best friends and their friendship, love and strength. The way these girls have rallied around me the last three weeks, held my hand, sat in showers and cried with me, picked me up, never left my side, nef- never let me feel alone, and then took me on a trip. So I just, I think it's the beauty of friendship and women. I also think Lindsay gets a bad rap of not being a girl's girl on Summer House. And here, case in point, she does have girlfriends, so she can hang with the girls. Yeah, I think so too. I I love seeing the trip. I think it was a great idea. I mean, they all already probably had flights books, you know, flight booked the hotel, you know, like they had that all arranged because you're going to the Bahamas. You're not going to like two weeks out, like, all right, where are we staying? So keep the trip, go ahead, have fun with everyone. My only thing that I thought was a little weird and in bad taste. And a lot of you DM'd us about this. I didn't love the whole everyone sharing their Venmo and saying, buy Lindsay a drink. Like one, a lot of these people make a lot of money on the show. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of weird. Like this isn't like an everyday, like regular Jane going on like a trip after being like, you know, blindsided by a wedding being called off. No, I'm with you. I think this is a very Gen Z move. I think Sam, I think it's like common, more common now in bachelorette parties. My geriatric, geriatric millennial ass is like, do it the old school way. Find someone to buy you a drink. Go at a bar. Be like, buy a drink. I've but seen people weird. like um, QR code Venmos as like poster signs when they're at the airport. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. I think it's a little, yeah, I'm not into it. I get like us, like you're wanting people to feel like they're directly supporting Lindsay in a way, but you could just DM her that. Like you don't have to buy her a drink. So I agree with you. I thought it was tacky as well. Um, Carl's camp. Do you want to share an update on Car- Carlito? I mean, I guess Carl's like, oh, she's getting, a- I mean, the timing of it, let's just say it's very suspect. It's like, oh, Lindsay's getting all this love and attention. I guess it's time for me to say why we really broke up and how I think it really went down, which it's like, dude, like several weeks too late. He is claiming that, um, they had a rough summer that they were, you know, seeking therapy before, uh, that they were in like couples therapy before they got married. And he thought that wasn't a great way to like start off a marriage, which I don't know. I'm also like, I think that's actually very mature and wise. Um, but that he never intended to end the engagement. He just wanted to have a real conversation and it escalated from there. And basically like it was like, he didn't like call the cameras in to be like, Hey, watch film me, like watch me like end this engagement with Lindsay. I could maybe see a little bit of a sliver of truth to that. Cause I do think Lindsay is person, a person that is like loud and has explosive reactions to everything. And so like having a tough conversation, I mean, he might've said like, I don't know if getting married right now is the right idea. And then it blew up. However, you did call the camera crew back in there. You didn't tell her we need to have a serious conversation and I'm going to have the cameras there. Like, I just think like that to me is like, whether that your intention was to not like maybe your intention wasn't to end the whole thing right then and there, but your intention was not to build and have a mature conversation. Yes, Abby. <laughs> I'm like that Meryl Streep gif right now, just clapping my hands and standing up. Yes, yes, yes. I firmly believe, and I've said this before, I think he had the cameras there to hold himself accountable to follow through on his decision. I think he didn't want to back out and be like, I don't want to say manipulated by Lindsay to get back in it, but easily like not get out of this engagement, I guess. Like 
And that's I think that's the right decision. That. Maybe yes. say like, I still have a lot of strong feelings for Lindsay, but I know in my heart of heart, we shouldn't be getting married. Her drinking, I thought would be something I could be okay with, but it wasn't going to be great for my long-term sobriety. I called the camera crew in there so that I wouldn't back out because at the end of the day, I do really love her. And this is a tough choice. I think if he had said that people would be like, all right, like I get that is hard. And I do think, I, I mean, like we've said this, I do think it'd be really hard to be so early into a sobriety journey and have a partner drinking. I think that would be, would be really oh, tough. Absolutely. It'd be incredibly difficult. And they usually say, and please correct me if I'm mistaken, but typically in your first year of recovery to not be in a relationship, yeah. you weren't in one before because you get that like high of that dopamine um, kind of, kind of it follows like replaces that chase. A, uh, yes. An addiction and, with another one. Yeah. yeah. So he, I feel like, was kind of riding that dopamine high in, the, in their relationship. So I don't know, Carl. Um, Paige was recently on the Morning Toast. She said that this season of Summer House is going to be a lot of fun. She says she got out of bed every weekend, danced on tables. The house had a very su- fun summer. It was light on drama. Uh, she said like leading up to the reunion, they were like, oh my God, what are we going to fight about? Like, cause we yeah. all genuinely enjoyed each other. She said she found out about Lindsay and Carl from social media and spoke to Amanda about it first. And that's kind of like the extent of it. So, I mean, she's clocking in and I'm excited for, I'm excited for summer house. I'm, I like knowing that it might be a little bit light and fun yes. and dancing on tables. Like we don't always need to have people like no. hating each other. I mean, we talk about the, we've been having side conversations with our Bravo friends about the Renaissance of housewives and like Salt Lake has been fun over stupid drama, like 60 G's. Yeah. I mean, in like Mar- Mary and her Sprinter brand eating. eating yes. Like, I like, loved that. Give me more of that. Exactly. So I'm here for that. And I'm glad that summer is going to be somewhat fun again until we get into the shit storm that is Lindsay and Carl. Um, let's discuss, let's, we have a couple more Bravo things to discuss. Let's talk about reunion looks. Orange County being first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Gina, what was up with your sunless tanner? Uh, did you see at the certain angles, there were like parts of her leg where she, I think she applied her own sunless tanner, which girl, have someone spray you. Um, in my opinion, the looks were lacking. I didn't love Shannon's dress. I didn't love her hair. I don't know what Taylor was doing. Um, Emily, I thought slayed. And I know like a lot of people have said this in our text groups that I do love that Heather went in and was like, black is my favorite color. You can all wear your bright colors. I'm wearing my black dress. Um, I thought those were the, 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 I thought that um, ironically, the two that we want to keep feuding, Emily and Heather were the best dressed. I agree. I like uh, Tamara's hot pink. I mean, that seems like classic her, like Barbie. I did feel despite some of the choices, I think as a whole, as a cast, this is like some of the best look they've looked to me. Um, I as think, like an ensemble. Yes. As an okay, ensemble. I will give you, I will give you that, especially yes. as we pivot into Roni, which yes, I think as an ensemble, I think there's like some cohesiveness. I think they look really sharp. I actually really digging the set of them using that giant screen. Yes. Like they're on the beach. Like I'm like, Ooh, this it's is kind of like really AI ish. Cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I like technology. Liked it. So yeah. I think as an ensemble, they look well together is what I'm getting at. Moving over to New York, New York lo- reminds me of that moment um, in Salt Lake. And I've seen people like meme this in different ways of the women when they did the change, like, I'll pick your outfit challenge. And they <laughs> all are standing outside and like, they're all supposed to go into this five-star dinner and like, it's a mess. What the hell is everyone wearing? Yeah. Yeah. So 
I think Roni, so new Roni looks came out. I think they all look great. There's just no like cohesion at all. Yeah, like I don't mind Jenna Lyons wearing jeans. I know people were like mad about that. I'm like, she's not a ball gown person. And someone's like, well, she could have worn like, like I saw some comments like jeans. Why didn't she at least wear like, sle- like nice dress pants? I like that she wore jeans. I like that she wore jeans and a blazer. I think that's fine. Um, just none of them match. Like I thought Aaron's dress was great, but it didn't go with everyone else's. Uba looked great. It, it, like none of it really went. I did not like Bren's. I know you liked her, um, that it was kind of like a nod to, um, I and, saw like, she even made fun of it. Like yeah. someone mentioned like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. Like, it was just like, like a doily. I don't know. Um, I she's just so gorgeous. I think she could have picked a way better dress for her. And then Jessel, I feel like we've seen this look from her yeah. already. Um, also, and Sai looks great too. I love size look like, like, again, there's no, like someone said the theme looked like six people going to different events. And I agree. Like what, what was happening here? I a hundred percent agree with that. I think what they should have done and was a missed opportunity was redone Jenna Lyons challenge with the khaki. And yeah. that would have been like a funny play. Like everyone wear khaki and some yeah. of the women are kind of wearing khaki, like size wearing it, but I did love the jeans from Jenna. I just, I mean, it suits her. We've never seen jeans on a housewife in a reunion. It just seemed kind of iconic to me in that sense. But yeah, it was a little bit all over the place, but and it's then, okay. I know sometimes people are like, do they have to have a theme? Why do they all have? And then it's like, this is why, like, cause otherwise they just look like disjointed, very yeah. disjointed and yeah, all over the place. So this is why we have, this is why we have a theme. Okay. Potomac is coming back. Your thoughts on the trailer. I mean, that production, they're just such a step above, like, if anybody else did this, it would be like kitschy and cheesy and they do it. And it's more like camp. Like, I don't know. Like it has more of like, you know, it just, it's, they just, I loved it. I love the fact that they made it kind of like an old school, like sitcom and people had like their different names and then they go right like into the drama and then they loop it back together at the end, like with the sitcom feel. I think it's going to be a rough season for some um, housewives that people have maybe traditionally liked, myself included. Like, I think, Robin, this is the beginning of the end of our, um, you know, me thinking that we could be buddies. I love that Jason is going to be in there for I know, Giselle. I saw that. He's love so thirsty, that. though. God, of but course you know he's what? in there. I'm kind of here for it. I don't love, like, why is it always Ashley and Candace fighting? Can we just, like, not have that? But... I think it's going to be an epic battle. I didn't, I like the new person coming. I think we're just gonna have a really good season. I don't, I don't know if there's such a thing as a bad season at Potomac though. So I, I just, it's like, just start already. I can't wait. I like cannot. I'm like, I'm so excited. You, Abby knows how I like the, the Dom, the grand Dom. It just gets me going. But I think one of the exchanges that really caught me and like made me laugh during um, the trailer was, uh, Maya goes to Ashley. I think I most definitely think that you married Michael for his money. And then Ashley quickly says, did you marry Gordon for his money? And then she said, I might have, and I'm just like <laughs> dying. Like <laughs> you're like <laughs> hating on me for doing the exact same thing. You yeah. Did. So I just can't wait for Potomac. It's going to be um, amazing. I'm just excited to have that energy back on our cameras and, they always make me laugh. And like the best friend of me is on Bravo is Giselle and um, LaDom. So Potomac is back November 5th. So mark your calendar. So like right after Bravo. I know. Or during. I mean, is that during? It's, 
Is that Sunday? No, it's Monday. No, it should okay. be Sunday, right? Yeah, it I mean, is. Sunday. The Sunday of BravoCon is when it premieres. So big, 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 big weekend. Um, moving on to some pop culture related things. Love is Blind. If you're not watching this right now, I need you to watch it. Abby, I'm going to pitch you on why you should come back to Love is Blind. This is what's happened in the pod. So spoiler alert, if you've not watched, if you have watched, listen, but spoiler alert, if um, you want to listen. So essentially what happens is we have this dude, his name's Uchi. He meets this girl, um, Aaliyah, from the pods. They're like saying, I love you and all this stuff. He then confesses to her, uh, guess what? There's someone else in the pod that I used to date. And her name is Lydia. And she's like, what? And Lydia happened to be her bestie. So there's just like this craziness of, you know, these two people have previously dated. There's a, They're in the pods. There's drama amongst them. There's some delusion. It's just a spicy, spicy season so far and very messy and makes up for last season, in my opinion. So check out Love is Blind. She's not going to watch it, but it's okay. No. It's okay. I, I'm going to continue to watch it. Let's talk about something that I do know that will excite you or maybe, maybe not. Taylor Swift. I can't believe it's almost been a, like a week since this occurred. Taylor Swift attending the Kansas City Chiefs game to see Travis Kelsey. Wild. Um, my nephew. Um, so for those who don't know, I live in St. Louis, but uh, all of my family is in Kansas City. So my nephew was attending the game and um, the suite that he was in was right above Taylor. So he didn't see her, but he said like, it like word got out so fast, like as you would imagine. Um, so I was like texting him. I'm like, try to like sneak down to that level and use their bathroom. And he said that they were protecting that suite pretty closely um, that you could still get down to that level, but they weren't letting you go by that side. Um, anyway, so there's a tidbit for those who were curious, but and I just can't believe she actually showed up. I, I think a lot of people and I like had to go on Instagram and says, I like Travis. I like Jason Kelsey. I love the Kelsey brothers. Um, I like Taylor. I'm not a Swifty, but I like Taylor. I love the idea of them having a fling, but I'm like, I don't, I don't think this is like long-term end game. And I think people are getting really excited and they're like, she needs someone who like is successful on his own and wouldn't need her. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. I just, I, I don't know. I'd be surprised if this ends up working out in game. I will say one thing I love, and this is me being shady. Um, I am not a Brittany Mahomes fan. I don't think many people that are Chiefs fans or Kansas city um, fans are. I love the idea of her not being like, the top wag, um, as they say, um, cause I've just heard from different sources who, um, know people who are wives of a Kansas city player that Brittany makes it very well known that she is the alpha of the group and she is like top bitch. So I, I love Taylor swooping in. So apparently they like bonded yeah. and like took shots together. So I don't, I mean, of course, I mean, I mean Brittany on is a whole, so thirsty though. Of oh, course. of course. And she's like a whole nother level of fame as well too. Like Taylor's like, I, I do feel like in all of this, like Travis Kelsey thought he was famous and then he realized like what like mega fame is because it is wild. So for me, like as someone, you know, we're both from familiar with the Kansas city area. I live in Kansas city, but it's just like crazy to me that, one, they had kind of like a very public first date. Yeah. Two, they rode off in a getaway car, his purple like convertible, like top down, like just driving just through cruising. the streets of KC, just cruising. Well, like Lucy on the ground pointed this out too. And I had the same thought. So where Arrowhead is located and where they ended up at Prime Social, like that is a 
a hike. And even if they went to his house first, that is a very long drive. Like, I, I don't know if the convertible was the right choice. Do you think they got into another car later? Maybe. So he, okay. So, cause people, the reports have said that she changed. And so she was wearing something different from the game. He has a condo um, in downtown, like two light, like one light, yeah. two light. He has a place there too. Like, I think he has two places. But so still I a think a little bit of a drive. No, it is, but everything would have been a drive though. I, he, I mean, that's yeah. like Arrowhead is like not in, it's, it's not, not like, in it's a, not like in the heart of Kansas City. It's in no, a very it's, random spot. It's not in a central spot, but like with some back streets and stuff, you can get <laughs> some places quick. But it just like made me laugh. Um, yeah. I also want to give like a special shout, shout out to Danielle Hollaback Cards, who've come up with like these genius lyrics oh. for what Taylor's likely going to write. But all of this to say, I'm with you. You guys know I'm a hater of this coupling. But I am here for just it being short lived. Get your D, get your press. You know, Taylor, it's like two consenting adults. Have fun. Two consenting adults, like the SNL skit. Every woman deserves to be picked up. And now it's Taylor's turn. (laughs) Every woman deserves that. There are some things that I am loving. Like, I cannot get enough. Like, I keep showing them to my husband and he's like, I get it. But the TikTok reels trend of people, of women saying to their boyfriend or husband, um, I've even seen people say it to their boss of like, can you believe Taylor Swift put Travis Kelsey on the map? Like no one knew who he was. And these men getting so defensive. I'm just loving the fact that it's like, there can be a narrative of like, she is more powerful, more successful. I just love that it is the woman in the relationship that is the more powerful, dominant, dominant one. And like, there's all these memes about like Taylor visiting Travis's 900k home in Kansas with like City. the guy from uh, King of Queens. Yes, like, and like, also I've seen like Nini come in there, like not a white refrigerator. Like I, okay, I got a little like Kyle like checked me. My husband Kyle, he's like Vanessa, it's just a joke. I'm like Kansas City's nice, and it's actually a nice home for that much. And but I think yeah. it's more just like it's the the I get it. cost of I, living. Yeah. I get the joke. I get the joke. I get it. But it's her level of wealth is like right. exponentially higher than that. So I did see um a meme that it was a picture of Taylor's mom and a picture of Donna Kelsey and it said you know that these two would just run a Joanne's fabric like it was the military and that made me laugh so hard. Um so I'm here for like all of like the, the content. The getting. content. And I do think it's hilarious that like a lot of guys have tweeted like, hey, uh, the Miami Dolphins scored 70 points in a game. No one cares because Taylor Swift attended a football game. And then there's a guy from Barstool. I'll have to save the I'll go find the reel and post it. But he was trying to make the argument that Taylor has more to gain. And he thought the NFL had more followers than Taylor. And then he keeps talking. And this guy's like, so I just want to let you know uh, the NFL has 27 million followers. And he's like, yeah. And how many does Taylor have? And they go, 272 million and his face it was like i think there's some people that think like everyone loves sports everyone thinks athletes are gods and it's like no like it just i love this like kind of a reality check for some of yeah these it's like a, she's a worldwide superstar like yes, yeah people know sports but she's outside of sports like it's like yeah yeah a phenomenon so i don't know i'm with you like i mean i think they'll have their fun she's going to be starting an international tour and i just see it phasing out from there but for now i guess get that do you think she goes to the um new york jets game this sunday i do well she has a place in new york so it kind of makes sense it's like and apparently she'd be bringing some friends with her so she'll bring her 
Yeah. Oh my god, I would die. She brought Sophie Turner. I feel like I see Gigi Hadid. I see yeah. Blake Lively there. I see so sure throwing Sophie there. I feel like Taylor's just like having fun and enjoying this like press. Like remember yeah. 1989 Taylor? She was very public. Remember like the um bad blood, like the girl yeah. squad when everyone's like my squad. Like she was like squad goals with her like supermodel yeah. friends. Like I think she is very I always like say celebrities can choose when they want to be super public and choose when they don't want to. Granted, there's lots of layers that go into not being super public, but I feel like this is all strategic in some ways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. Um, I also love the conspiracy theory because Eagles fans are up in arms because she is a born and raised Philly girl um, that she picked, like, to go to the Chiefs game and not, you know, not. Like, and wearing Chiefs gear. Yeah. And, like, like all of that. you know, salt in the wound because that's who they lost to in the Super Bowl. Um, there's a lot of people that. um uh, these are all like Philadelphia Eagles fans that think that she's doing this to distract Travis and the Chiefs so that the Eagles can win. And I just say I love there's nothing I love more than conspiracy theories. And so this I mean, like I said, I'm here for the content. I could talk about this for hours, but um, not here for them being like a long term serious couple. But I love that they're having fun. No, it's just like so funny and so random. And yeah. Yay, Kansas City. Woo! <laughs> um, go Chiefs. Uh, let's go Chiefs this weekend. And thank you guys, as always, for listening. We appreciate your support. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and get click that five stars or leave us a written review. And with that, have it a, have a great day or don't. The choice is yours. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.